Írala, írala, ¿cómo va? Hola hermanas, bienvenidas a ¿Quién, ¿Quién es la más? Mi nombre es Yi y yo soy Braulio. And like always, before we start, remember to subscribe and rate the podcast. Tell your friends about the show. It will help us immensely to get the word out. We appreciate all the support. Today we are recapping La Masraga season four, the finale and the reunion. Because we're doing both at one time. Since most of these shows don't really have that much content. So we decided to just put them together into one recap. Uh, so we're finally here. We're finally at the finale. It was a long season. Mm, I mean, yeah, I it was sort of. Probably the same amount of episodes, right? But it felt like it felt longer just because they had a lot of queens towards the second part of the season. Yeah, and they, well, they didn't eliminate people in two episodes, but they made up for it for in some episodes. They eliminated two people, so it just kind of, you know, it kind of balanced itself by the end. Um, so yeah, we're here at the finale. If you guys haven't watched, I believe it's up on YouTube, which is kind of <laughs> weird because we paid for we it. We had to pay to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so weird because, so there was a whole issue on Tuesday when the finale was supposed to premiere, and they ended up canceling the premiere of it, but apparently it was like a issue with like Amazon, whatever um system is like they host the episode um so even it wasn't just la masraga it was a bunch of shows that were kind of um had to be postponed but some of them just ended up pushing it till later once the i guess the amazon thing came back on but la masraga decided that they're just going to uh move it to the next night And uh, that was kind of disappointing. And they, that definitely affected a lot of people's plans. Not just not just us for the podcast, but like, I'm sure there were like watch parties and stuff. And it's just like, okay, I guess. So yeah, it was moved till the next night. And then it, I'm assuming that that is why they put it up for free as like an apology. But they didn't even post anything. They didn't even say that 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 was the reason so it was just awkward like it's kind of it's kind of messed up for those who who paid to watch it uh, yeah i mean they should have at least waited i think a week at least last time they waited months to release the finale yeah i think they waited till a month or something like that from whenever it actually aired yeah i think a week would have been like Sufficient. I mean, we did pay for it. We should get a little bit of a, um, you know, VIP treatment, whatever. You know, like you paid for something, so you wanted to feel like it's exclusive. Yeah. And that wasn't the case because after I still watched it with the with the um, what is that website called? Nerme. What is it? it? Sucked. Nerme. Nerme dot com or something. Yeah, I still watch it on that because I was like, I paid for it, so I might as well just watch it on here. I did too, but but I but I did because I didn't even know it was streaming until later. I was browsing YouTube and I'm like, oh, it's on here, <laughs> and I believe it's still on there. So that's just really weird. I didn't know that my money was propinita. <laughs> that's not how I was thinking of it. Propinita para the next season. For sure. Um, so yeah, let's get into the reunion. La El Día de Muertas. Muertas y Vivas. Este, so yeah, the, the queens 
all reunite. That's um, what they usually do before the finale. Um, before we get into the topics, who had your favorite look? Um, I think they all looked super good. I think that's my favorite part about these reunions because um, obviously they want to, they come back and they're like, they have a lot more time to construct their looks and everything. And so they always look, look really great when they come back into these reunions. Um, and I, I like the, the death theme that they give them as well. Um, I think I have to give it to um, Lupita, uh, which is kind of what every one of the queens said as well. Um, yeah, she just looked perfect. She looked great, 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 great. And I don't, I, I think so great that um, Electra copied her look for the finale either i haven't seen them like side to side but they look so similar the gold look or was it the the last coronation yeah there was i think it was a coronation yeah i did notice and now that i'm looking at him like oh that looks familiar <laughs> lupita did it first so um there is a probability that she might have been inspired <laughs> um to me i don't see the death like Dia de Muertas in her look. That's why, I mean, it's an amazing look, but I just don't see that. So for me, Seafair took it home, ran with it, killed it, brought it back to life. I loved it. Um, all right, so let's get into what actually happened or what didn't happen. In the reunion, the first note that I took is about Aurora. She's the first eliminated. But she also had some uh, a little bit of a hard time during the competition. She felt like a lot of the other contestants were kind of ganging up on her. And I think they kind of admitted to it. They were like, yeah, we were a little bit hard. And they kind of apologized also. But um, she did get affected by it. And she talks about how she went and got mental some, some help for her mental health. And um, because she she was just very in a dark, she was in a dark place. So I think that's pretty sad that it took her, like it just, this competition, nah, I guess just not the competition, but the show aspect. I don't know if she said it was mostly the comments, right? That she said the, the comments from the. I think she viewers. also had like personal stuff going on probably, so. It's just a combination of everything. And I mean, it does take a toll on, on your mental health, just um, being thrown out there in a the spotlight and having to deal with all that. Um, being the first to go, <laughs> it, I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, and and not really showing your talents because everything that she put out in the first two episodes was not that great. So... Yeah, and don't you feel though that um, that usually the first to go also like gets gets some sort of popularity as well um, because now they're known. Okay, sh she's the first to go, but at the same time, they know her name. Uh, maybe not for the right reason <laughs> or the reason that they were expecting to or wanting to be known for but they also get some some boost in popularity because of that i think yeah i, I think so i mean definitely more than the, like some of the ones that are eliminated in between because they kind of all just melt together and mm -hmm. if they don't stand out then you will forget about them so yeah for sure like the first one eliminated People kind of remember them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got Aurora talking about her struggles. And then after that, I have, uh, I took notes on them asking Sirena about her interaction with El Ruco. ¿Cómo se llama El Ruco? What's his name? Gustavo Alguera. Gustavo Alguera is the guy with the jewelry. And 
but they kind of drag the information out of her because she doesn't really want to say it. Mm-mm. And Roberto just like, you know, he he knows things. Obviously, he's behind the scenes. I'm sure he he heard stuff. And he asks her about like lawyers that got involved. And it was just kind of, I didn't really get why the lawyers got involved. But I think she explained like it had something to do with her contract and she wanted to sign, but I may, maybe she got the lawyers involved. So they would um, kind of adjust her, her contract to benefit her more. Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Because I felt like that's what she, that's what I got from the conversation. You got a lot more than I did because I feel like she she just kind of skirted around everything. So I heard lawyer and I heard Gustavo Alguera and I heard um, contract, but that's about it. Like I, I, to me, she did not connect the dots. So I have no idea what was going on there. Yeah, I was like drawing maps and, you know, <laughs> finding evidence and getting fingerprints just to find this information blues clues yes where is the blues clues yes but um that's what i got from it maybe i'm wrong um she does mention that she believes she in the case of gustavo that she believes she was cordial and maybe she's just in her head um and that she was pretty much just focused on the competition so she she may have come off uh standoffish but it was in her intention i don't know do you believe that um well i will say that the other queens back her up with that but i don't know because it's like a similar situation with veracruz and the queens back her up as well and I, I don't know how much I want to believe them just because they're such a, a tight-knit group that maybe they just forgive certain things and cover up certain things. So as we spoke during the actual episode, it didn't seem like Sirena was acting that way or Vera, but uh, we don't know. I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're basing their their judgment off of something else. Yeah. Everything that this topic for sure wasn't very direct. So, um, yeah, it just got what you got from whatever they were saying. They weren't being, they were being vague about certain (laughs) things. Um, all right. So then I, they, more people talk about, um, some of their, um, journey in the competition, but the one that one of the things that stood out to me was when it came to paper cut. Well, Roberto asked him like, "Why did he feel defeated already when he was about to lip sync? Because they could tell that he was defeated." And I believe he mentions that someone in the production um, said something to him. What was it that he said to him? Um, I think they were trying to get him to be more, uh, or like a better reality show contestant, I guess. Um, because, I mean, as we saw, Paper wasn't really involved in any of the drama or didn't talk much during the season either. So they were, I mean, they... They, all these reality shows, they have these producers who their sole job is to kind of get the personality out of um, the contestants. So I think that they were just trying to get in his head and kind of see if they can bring out a moment from the lip sync, I guess, or the, the final moments for Paper Cut at that point but paper cut misinterpreted that as meaning oh well they uh, i'm leaving they're cutting me they know like they're making the decision which could be true but <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure they the producers are the ones who actually made that the decision not the actual guest um because it's got to be whatever it's better for their show um 
but yeah, so that's how that's how they became involved. And even some of the other um, queens say that uh, I think Georgiana says, "Oh yeah, something similar happened to me as well throughout the competition." Uh, but yeah, I, I mean that's part of the reality show game, right? Like you—that's something to be expected. Yeah, I, it's it's production playing games, or maybe they did tell her. <laughs> we don't know. It's like at least he did name a name. I mean, after oh, yeah. being, yeah. you know, after like just them kind of again dragging it out of him (laughs) he names a name and they're all like what really i wonder if that person's gonna get fired (laughs) or they're just gonna i don't know get a talking maybe they'll get a raise because they kind of did their job (laughs) and they got a paper to cry and stuff so at least they mention production i feel like that's a thing that it's a no-no in reality shows. You don't mention True, production. Yeah. Like we all know they're there. It's like the wizard of Oz, right? The man behind the curtain. Like we all know what their job is, but um, you're not supposed to talk about it. Exactly. And they were open to talk about it, which is, which is good. I think that gives us a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, well, like, even if you watch some of the, the, they have a lot of content on YouTube, a lot of some, they have some of the behind the scenes. So I guess they, that's why they're open about it because they do show a lot of behind the scenes. They, they show production, they show people, um, the cameraman, they show like everybody, they literally just show the whole behind the scenes, which I don't know if that's smart or not, but whatever. Um, all right, so we move on to, I also have things where Veracruz, she's another one that had to clear up some things because she she feels, well, if you watch the show, she was kind of portrayed as this um, person who didn't really care, who was kind of dismissive, who was rude, according to a lot of the people, mostly the judges, and... Um, and she just kind of clears up that she's just very competitive. And I don't know what to believe now because I feel like she kind of excused something. I think that the truth, to be honest, is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. What do you think? But, it, but it's the same excuse that Sirena uh, said, which is like, oh, yeah, I'm super focused. And that's why I come off this way, which... Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, you can be super focused and at the same time not be rude. Um, but I think I think you're right. Like, I think there were moments where the pressure got to them and they were just not thinking about other people's feelings. Maybe with the guest that was paired with Veracruz on that one episode the YouTuber. Um, maybe that's kind of what, what happened in that situation. Veracruz was more worried about staying and not being kicked out instead of uh, the way she was treating people. Yeah, I, 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 I would believe that. I would believe she, you know, we have moments of um, anger or especially if we're, we're in a situation where we have a lot of pressure on us. You know, it's it's bound to happen where you're just going to snap or something. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, it's. I mean, it's understandable. I don't think she was horrible like they're trying to portray her. I think the edit was a little shady. Um, but I do think, I mean, she wasn't completely um, innocent. Yeah, and I mean, she says herself that she would never admit her mistakes. <laughs> especially not in front of the judges. So that could be something that she's doing right now. Like she's never going to admit what, where she was wrong because she wants to paint a certain picture of herself. So this could be part of that same game. All right. Also, I do remember them talking about um, uh, the guest judge who was very controversial. Um, Yuri, who I think we brought it up on the episode, 
mm-hmm. and they just brought it up. Well, they didn't really discuss it on that episode, but they're discussing it here. And a lot of people, I guess, weren't happy with her. You could tell by the comments. A lot of the comments were were very much the same. And, um, yeah, they're just saying, I mean, they're pretty much, um, a lot of them are kind of saying how the audience kind of attacks the queens because they didn't stand up or say anything, all these things. Um, so yeah, they just have a conversation about that. What was your, your take on this? I really appreciate that they were being honest, um, with their observations on the situation, um, and with their feelings on, on having Yudi on the show, on their season, because they could have easily just like swept it under the rug, right? Like they, and I, I'm very surprised that the production even let them touch that subject. Um, it was, I don't know, it was a little messy, but I liked, I liked it. <laughs> I liked that they were having this frank discussion because it's not, it's not an easy topic to to brush in that situation because you're going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of, since Yudi was a guest and what if in the future they, they ran into problems getting guests because they saw how the fans of the show and now uh, on this episode, the, the Queens as well, they were kind of, I, w- I wouldn't say dragging her because I think they came from a from a position of of their truth, how they were feeling. I don't think they crossed a line where they were really disrespectful. Um, they were just saying the truth, right? We, I mean, we mentioned it on our, on the episode, right? But it was because Yudi uh, in the past, since she has made homophobic statements um, like about not believing in same-sex marriage. And then she comes into a show with a large um, cast of gay men. So, yeah, so that's where the controversy extended from. I think Rebel and... And Veracruz, they mentioned that they thought that the production was going to give Yuri a moment for her to kind of like, I don't know if if apologize would be the right word, but redeem herself in a way. Like maybe she would be given a moment to kind of say, well, I've, I've changed or my views have changed. Um, which never happened, and I think that's that's the reason why they kind of um, further went went into their stance against her because that never that never happened during the show either. And she didn't take that opportunity to do that either, which means in their eyes that her past opinion still stands. Yeah, I mean they didn't ask her, so they don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they couldn't. They they would get dragged if they tried to ask her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they wouldn't cross that line. Plus, they were talking about entertainment. It would just take you know a left turn to just ask somebody. Oh, so how do you feel about this? You know, it's just like yeah. But by this time, Yudi knows that she was controversial. Yudi, I'm sure she's got a lot of people in her mentions. Um saying stuff so she can put out a statement saying something um to denounce that she doesn't feel that way and i think her silence kind of speaks for itself (laughs) well whatever the case is um hate is never the answer um and these queens were getting hate for either not for not saying anything and it's just like it's not fair to put 
your feelings on someone else, your opinions on someone else, and chastise them for not having those same opinions or going about it the same way. It's just not, you know, it's not not fair to do that. And that's what they were saying, that some of the queens felt like the the audience, the comments were mm-hmm. expecting them to kind of like yeah. be rude to her and like mm-hmm. literally one of them said like to spit on her face and to just be oh, like yeah. I was like, nasty. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, okay. Who do you think you are? Um, yeah, it's just it's just drag, people. It's just drag. <laughs> um, I mean, kind of coming off of that, like we we did see some reactions to some of the uh, controversies of the show that bled into the the finale. Um, so a couple of times when um, like Roberto said a certain name or something, or someone came on stage that uh, has gotten hate throughout the season, they were booed. So, for example, like when i think it was just out of nowhere but i know they that the audience was chanting like yuri la menos yuri la menos yuri la menos um for quite a little while and then uh roberto kind of i'm surprised that roberto actually commented on on it while i'm on stage too and similarly with gustavo olguera he he gets booed when his name is mentioned during during Roberto's presentation of the Corona, right? Like he's saying, oh, and we have the Corona made by da da da. And you just hear boo all across the, the audience. And also you feel the, we didn't talk about this, but Tiresias gets a lot of hate online as well. Um, I haven't delved into what why exactly but but even she admits during the reunion that uh i mean she does <laughs> uh and she yeah so whenever Tiresias came on stage as well like you can see like the audience just not vibe with her at all and uh it was pretty awkward actually and i think I think the direction of the episode also like the direction of the, the the show like they they focused a lot on the audience's reaction to Tiresias because they knew it's gonna be drama um but I think Tiresias also kind of egged them on with the way uh she performed um sticking up the middle finger and all that so that's just i don't know that's just the whole situation there with um online hate and the way the fandom is uh i guess very passionate in a way but uh, i think it crosses the line towards negativity yeah i i mean there's a lot of negativity in general on the internet i think the only way you can rise above it is if you don't pay attention to it. If you, the internet is not real. It's not real. So (laughs) unfortunately uh, nowadays we live our lives on the internet. So we, that's more real than real life, but that's not reality. Reality is not the internet. It's fake. People just literally will post the nastiest thing, but they'll be super nice to your face. They will never say Mm -hmm. it to your face. It's just a way that people vent, even though it sounds disgusting, nasty. Like, it's most of the time, it's just, it's just like blurting something out. That's what the internet is. No filter. And it's, yeah, it's not real. Like, these people don't really care. They don't really mean what they're saying a lot of the time. And um, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't see why people still pay attention to any kind of like trolls, even the positive stuff. If you take that too seriously, it's also going to go to your head. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, 
it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna end people are, are gonna continue being nasty the only way to overcome it is to not give it more attention because that's just gonna make it grow and give it the power that you that you don't want it to have so and it, it's it's sad that a lot of these people that go on these reality shows or just famous people or just people in general you know we're all in social media so um we take that and let it affect us. So it's unfortunate. Um, all right. So you want to get into the final? La final. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, I, I guess we should just go through the, the most important things. The first, um, which is Yadi's performance, obviously, <laughs> singing live vocals and Roberto and Dre, amazing. <laughs> the highlights, highlights of the of the whole finale. <laughs> um, let's get into the first category, which is Lo que más amo de México, where the contestants have to present. Mostly it's just a look, but a lot of them did like a whole performancey kind of thing. But uh, for the most part, it's a look that represents what they most love about Mexico. And the first one up is Sifir. What did you think about this look? I think the look was fine. <laughs> it was not too special to me. Um, I mean... We saw that she was gonna do a reveal because <laughs> the train of the of the dress was like kind of falling apart and it's just like opening up. So we knew that was coming. Um, and I think it's a pretty dress, but it's nothing spectacular. Um, it's just pretty colors. Uh, the message is really nice. I, I think it was sweet. Um, it was good. I like that she brought some props, but. There was no theatricality to it, really. Yeah, I I was shocked with this look. I didn't see any like fashion that she always brings. Um, the sentiment was great. I love that she chose the people. Um, I just think it could have been done better. And this dress is... I don't like this dress. The one that she revealed into. It just doesn't look... It doesn't look like her drag. Like, her drag is usually, like, big and... Like it has, it makes a statement when it comes out. Um, this is just like a plain dress and I don't like it. That little sign that she had was too small. She should have thought bigger. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't really love this look. Um, all right, the next one up is Electra Vandergilt. What did you think of her look? Um, much, much better look. Um, it was more like a carnival dressing. Uh, it was obviously very extravagant. Uh, I mean, she looked spectacular. Um, but I think at the same time, because it was so large, <laughs> like she couldn't really do much. So she just kind of walked back and forth and that's it. So I, I feel like she didn't even try to embody like the presence of the carnival um like in her walk or anything so it was kind of like like i think ricky lips mentioned like what what was this actually like what were you trying to say so it was not too clear because of that because she just i mean it was all it was all the look and she didn't really have any performance to it her performance, yeah, the way she walked was very, it was very stiff. There wasn't very much joy to it, which is what you think of when you think of Carnival. Um, I did have the same problem with Ricky Lips. I didn't really understand it. The first time it came out, I thought, um, I, I wrote history, like as part, I thought that's what she was representing. I don't know. But then she mentioned it, that it was Carnival's. So knowing that, I mean, it's a good carnival look. I just don't like the way she presented it. And I don't think it's very much, I don't see much of her dragging it. So it's just very much like a costume. Um, 
but it's grand. You can say that. So that was good. But I wanted something more unique. Uh, the next one is 80s Ekise. What did you think of this look? Um, I didn't like it. It's, like I, I could tell what she's doing. I mean, you could see it's literally a waterfall with like plants and trees and stuff, but it's obviously not flattering because <laughs> she's literally just hiding inside the bush. Um, so I guess it works because she's representing um, like quite literally what she likes about Mexico which is like the forest and stuff, but I, to me, it's not a look. It's just the costume. Yeah, it's just, she's just wearing a bush. <laughs> and she's also wearing a costume. <laughs> it's just not, it's not great. It's just like, it's too on the nose. It's like, I like nature. Let me put on just a whole bunch of stuff on me mm-hmm. and not even have a silhouette. It was just a blob. It was, mm-hmm. it, it didn't make sense. I mean, you got the message, but the look was just, it was so bad. It, it looked like one of the the props started walking and you wandered on, on stage or something. It was just not, not the best. Um, yeah. The last one is Rebel Morg. What did you think of this? Uh, I think it's obviously the standout, right? Like she had, uh, she had the look, she had the theatricality, um, the props, uh, how she had the, like the large blooming flower. She came out of it. Uh, she's dressed like a alebrije, really cool looking. Um, lots of colors. Definitely, this was definitely my favorite. I think she presented the best by far um, on this first challenge. I was so shocked when she came out. I was not expecting this kind of production. Like, I didn't know she had that kind of money. That that looked expensive <laughs> to me. That that whole flower that she had built, or made, I don't know who did it for her or if she did it herself, but it was amazing. It was so theatrical. It had a whole kind of performance to it. She came out looking like, like a neon uh, chimera and she was walking on these stilts that just made it so dynamic. And then she took the, the stills off and she started walking the runway it was just insane i was not expecting this from rebel i was shocked that she came out in something so well thought out and just because i didn't see this in the competition it was like a whole new person like i never saw this kind of um this kind of vision behind her her drag it was always more like you know a little bit more grungy um a little bit understated like it was she didn't really have big silhouettes and this was just incredible i really really loved this mm-hmm. so yeah for sure the standout i think once she came out with this i was like she won she won the season because they're not gonna not give her the win when she literally just blew everybody away and um yeah I knew that she was going to win after this. Um, All right. So before we go into the last little um, section of the competition, they do a performance with all the contestants. Um, Who was your standouts or who weren't your favorites? Um, I think the one that I kind of... I didn't like, but but I noticed um, like Lexa Fox's. I, I like Lexa Fox's song. Um, I thought it could be a good song, but the vocal production was kind of lacking. Um, you could tell it was made on the cheap, <laughs> uh, especially when you compare them with the 
the production of the finalists uh, w- when they perform their songs. Um, but I think that was the song that I liked the most. I could not stand any of the other ones. <laughs> uh, the only one who sang live too was Moralisa, which was strange decision to say the least. Very strange. I did not like that at all. I like Paper Cut. I like Sirena and Tiresias. That's where I got the shady part. They just edited her. I don't know if the audience was really just that put off right. by her performance or if they just edited it that way, but they were just staring at her like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like they just mm-hmm. didn't get it. Yeah. So I don't know if they did her shady there, but yeah, I didn't think it was bad. Like when I saw her come out, I was like, okay, that's Tiresias. I mean, she's singing to a rock song. You know, that's kind of what we got on the on the show. So um all right, so let's go into La Mas Tresenta. This is where they have to show um their performance skills. So they have to produce um and star in their own original performance and have a track recorded with, um, I think it's DJ Neiko. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first one up is Sifer. And I thought her performance was just the artistic direction. I thought it was very like unique, like having a kind of like a Japanese inspired, but very, but she had aliens in it. Like it was a mishmash of, of kind of ideas, but I think it worked really well. Um, but I think she could, she could have done a little bit more um, as far as like just having, I don't know, like a more dynamic performance. I feel like she, she's obviously not an amazing dancer, but, but she danced uh, the, the routine well it wasn't like amazing i wasn't like blown away but it was okay and then i didn't really like the outfit either i think that's also one of the things that kind of made me not be as as excited because she just came out looking a little like i've never seen her look i think this is my least favorite outfit from her that she's ever worn and i don't know if it was because it was a performance outfit or what but but I didn't really love it. But I did like the 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 thing that I liked was mostly the the aesthetic. What did you think? The opposite. <laughs> the aesthetic is what I didn't like. Like it's just so cliche, so cliche that you want to use Japanese themes and the fact that she mixed uh like aliens and stuff i'm like what why that's it was very weird um i think but i but i think she she hit all her marks i think she looked good up there like she even though we know she's not the best dancer or anything i think she did did good with her choreography um and then, like, the whole production of it, there was, like, dragons on the stage and obviously all the dancers. So it was just a whole spectacle, um, which I think uh, worked really well. Um, one thing that I wanted to touch on was, so during the judging, um, when they're judging her, look at, Lo que amo más de México performance or runway, whatever you want to call it. They mentioned how she had to like walk a line to not offend uh, Mexico or mm, appropriate Mexican culture uh, because she's Chilena. So um, they kind of understood that she couldn't really do certain things i guess uh, like she she had to play it safe in a way um but then no one mentions that she's kind of appropriating japanese culture here <laughs> like she's having her gwen stefani cultural appropriation harajuku girl moment 
that was really weird to me. I don't know. Um, like, I feel that, uh, I mean, it's just become, I don't know if it was, if it extends from Gwen Stefani herself, but <laughs> at some point it's become like a cliche to wear kimonos, um, have the little paper umbrellas, um, obviously the hair, the makeup. I don't know. I was, I just thought that was, there was a disconnect for me there because they were praising her for walking the line with Mexican culture, but then she comes out with this for this performance. Uh, so I don't know who's at fault for that, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes to show you about culture preparation doesn't really, there's a lot of hypocrisy yeah. and a lot of people don't really take it seriously. It's more of an internet thing. It's doesn't, it's like I said, like the internet is not real. Um, some of the things are for sure. Um, some cases are for sure. Like um, more valid, I think. And they are, they are like, if you're making fun of a culture, obviously that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I personally would not get offended with somebody being inspired by Mexican culture. I mean, I'm the wrong person to talk about this because uh, <laughs> you have to really do the worst. You have to kill somebody or I don't know. You really to offend me. It takes a lot. So, um, all right. The next one up is Electra Vandergeld. What did you think of this performance? Um. To me, like the best part was the beginning when she had the reveal, how the dancers pulled the the um, gown or whatever you want to call it apart. That had a really cool effect to it. Um, and then it like it reveals Electra La Mas. They pulled it off, and then that's when she starts her choreo. Um, yeah, that looked really cool. And then just the rest of the performance to me was just dancing. So when you're comparing it with uh, the what the other ones did, it it's not as visually um, interesting. Um, she looked great, and obviously she she knows how to dance, so she did really well in that. So I just yeah, I think she needed more more production more theatricality to her performance yeah i agree for sure i think she the reveal was really cool when she first came out and they ripped away that that first outfit that she had on they just extended it all the way through the stage and it just snapped and revealed her outfit i thought that was really cool um, but she did only just stay in the center. She kind of didn't really move around. Mm -hmm. That was, um, I think that really, that really affected her. Um, and it wasn't unique. Like her vision, it was just like, a, uh, it was too basic. It wasn't like a vision behind it. It was just like, oh, I just want to look cute and sexy and that's it. And I, I think she should have brought a little bit more for the finale at least have some kind of theme. Like it didn't really seem like she had a theme to it. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. And I'm surprised because she was one of the lip sync assassins. <laughs> According to her, you know, she did send home four people. And um, which is not really something to brag about because you were in the bottom three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was surprised that she didn't, I don't know, she didn't um, stand out more. She did stick the landing, the death drop, this time. She didn't. Oh yeah, break her masseta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's gonna go. Um, she's not gonna forget about that, or the people are not gonna let her forget about that. But, <laughs> but she's she's still kicking. Uh, did you have any of the comments that the judges had that you wanted to talk about for this performance? Um. I know that she was talking back to, especially the the fan judges. <laughs> um, that's always weird to have the fan judges there because 
obviously they don't have that same r- rapport with them that they do with the other judges because they're like, okay, you're just normal people. <laughs> so then they they feel like they they can talk back, but then it just looks messy when when you do. Um, I, I yeah, I, they I think they just shouldn't have them. They should just stick to the regular judges and whoever they decide to invite. All right, let's move on to Edie's Ekise. And um, she was the weakest for me. Um, I didn't really see any choreography. It was more like handography, like she was just moving her hands. The the looks were were good, um, but she needs more shape. Like, she just doesn't have a shape. I don't know if she does corset or not. Um, if you're a big girl, have you seen Eureka? Eureka is, like, a giant. But she corsets and she pads and she she has a shape. And this um, and Edie's doesn't do that. And it makes her just look, it doesn't look flattering. Like, that bodysuit that she's wearing does not look flattering. Not even in the mokko um, dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that she's wears in the crowning. Oh, I don't remember that. Let me see. Yeah, it's all green and but yeah, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See there, at least she has more shape there. But come on, like this bodysuit, it look it's just not flattering. Um Um, I like the colors though. The colors were cool to see, but it, it was the weakest performance for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was really fun um to watch. But fun in like um, it was kind of kitty ish. I think she she took a page from Paper Cuts book. Um, it was very yeah, like kind of childish. Um, they had I think she had like bubbles and obviously all the colors. Um, she did weave a political message, which I think at this point this is her. This is her type of drag. Like she, she wants to um, use her drag in order to send her messages or her political stances um, or her support for certain um, communities. Um, which I mean, all power, power to her, right? Um, but I feel like it didn't meld well with the the song. <laughs> Because this song was like, um, if you listen to the lyric, it's like, irala, irala, como va? but it's just like, what does that have to do with the message? Um, <clears throat> so it was just all like within the props, right? Instead of weaving it into the whole performance, the, the song as well, you know? Yeah. It's when you use a message as a prop, that doesn't really look good. So... Um, if you're not going to really build a whole performance around a message, then don't even bother. We're not going to, you know, be like, why didn't she put this in her performance? It's like, mm, okay, that's a little worrying. I mean, it just at this point, if she's just doing it as a, as just like, oh, let me put this in so I can look good. It's, yeah. um, it's not great, but um, I don't know. We don't know her intentions. Um, all right. Uh, the last one is Rebel Mork. What did you think about this performance? <laughs> Honestly, I felt the same way that I felt about Electras. Like when she came on the stage with that large uh, canvas looking dress. Um, I was like, oh, she's about to go off. Um, and I mean, she looked kind of pretty spooky, obviously devil-ish. Uh, and then it, it comes off and she starts dancing with the, the backup dancers and all that. Um, but I don't think there was much of choreo with her either. Like she's just doing the same moves that she always does, which is like 
shaking her her hips just i don't know to me it was not as spectacular as people made it out to be because <laughs> um, i felt like i've seen these movements from her before uh i think the it, it definitely was better than Electra's because she involved the, the dancers and uh, kind of like had more spectacle to it. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it was as great as people were saying it was. So I, I, to me, like she won based off of her, Lo que más amo de Mexico uh, presentation. This performance was I, I I did like the performance. I agree that she was stiff. She was kind of messy, but I did like that she had good energy. Like she stayed in that energy the whole time. Um, it was very fun to watch. Like it was very fun to watch, and it was very different from the others because she had this very dark theme, satanic. Not my thing. <laughs> But very, I don't know why you would want to do that, but, you know, whatever. Did you feel, because I felt it, did you feel the judgment from mom watching us watch this performance with all the demonic symbolism? I did not. Um, But I I don't know. This is like, why would you want satanic stuff on your thing? Um, anyways, that's her drag, I guess. Um, it's, yeah, I like the performance. I like that she committed to it. Like she was that giving that same energy throughout the whole thing. The, I the see whole performance. Yeah. Um, and you, I feel like she was having the most fun. So I think that really, really elevated the, the performance a little bit more, even though the choreography wasn't as impressive. Um, and then the only thing that I did not like at all was the outfit. I think it was yeah. very hot topic. <laughs> it was not great. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. This this look was was not great. Yeah, but Le- Letal stood up for her. <laughs> I know. That's weird. Yeah. I didn't know she could stand. <laughs> <laughs> First time that's happened, I think. Um, Letal, this was like the the nicest person this episode. She was pretty much saying everybody's great. It just took her, you know, the last episode to really give them a compliment. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it was the finale. So she was just like, I guess I can show my nice side. Yeah, you can't, you can't tear them apart when it's the finale. It's going to look bad. So I'm sure she she probably thought other things, but she didn't want to say them. <laughs> if she is as critical as she as she comes off. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is the finale. We have the final four. And um, the winner of La Mastraga Cuatro, even though we've already mentioned it, is <laughs> Rebel Mork. She is the what the crowned queen i guess of 360 season four la 360 la mas draga um is which i was not expecting throughout the competition but watching the finale i was like okay it would just look weird if they gave it to somebody else because of that first initial look so yeah, I, I'm happy for her. I didn't really I was more rooting for Seafed. She did kind of disappoint me during the finale. I, I expected more from her as far as the looks. Um, if anything, you know, the performance I was hoping it was good, but the looks were always great on the season. So this was very weird. I don't know what happened here. But you know, I I I am happy for Rebel and she was my second person that i was rooting for so it turned out great for me it was a great <laughs> night what did you think yeah i thought this whole time that Seafed was going to be the winner um, just the way that Seafed carries herself kind of 
aligns with past winners. Um, but I think at one point we like in the middle of the season, we said like that rebel could, could be like the dark horse and come out of nowhere to win it. And she did. She definitely did. Yeah. Um, I think as far as like a season, I think it's been the most, definitely the most polished for sure. Um, but I also think like it was a little bit messier than last season. Um, it was just a lot of twists, too many twists um, that kind of didn't make sense. Um, uh, but I enjoyed it. I'm happy that, you know, this show is on. And um, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, they are making a season five, I believe. Um, hopefully they... They learn from some of their, you know, their mishaps and mostly like casting queens that are performers, actors, you know, not just look queens. I mean, if, because... at this point they haven't learned that, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they got to have a different audition process, I guess. Yeah, because they just yeah, they keep saying the same thing every season, and it's like, well, you keep casting the same type of queen. What do you expect? So yeah, or drop anyways, the, drop the tresesenta thing. Just be like, okay, this yeah. season we're looking for this. This next season we're looking for the, like, just have a theme or something. I don't know. Um, but during the the purple carpet. <laughs> had a purple carpet um Soto Nasty was out on the purple carpet like interviewing and speaking of like Soto Nasty actually had or Electra had a very similar finale or crowning dress to what Soto Nasty was had on during the purple carpet uh I mean you can even see her on stage with that dress and stuff so I don't know Maybe they both copied Lupita <laughs> since Lupita got all the praise during the Muertas. But um, but anyway, so Soronasi kept asking the the people, the queens and the judges that she was interviewing who they would bring for like an all-star season. And so that has me curious, like, are, is that what the next season will be? Is that where they're going with this? Because at know. this point, they have enough queens to do that. Um, so it's possible. <laughs> it's very, very possible. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would love that. The fans would very much. Um, I think they probably already have their their picks. Um, I think Teresa is definitely coming back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would personally, I would want season one. I would want Debra Men. I think she was great. I don't know if her drag has changed much, but as far as her personality, I really enjoyed her. And I enjoy, I think Sofia Jimenez was insanely talented and she should have won her season. No mm-hmm. disrespect to Alexis Tresekiseli. 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 <laughs> but. I was just like so impressed with Sofia. And then for season three, for sure, Raga Diamante, that was my pick to win. So I would yeah. hope she would be there. Yeah, I could see her coming back unless she's too good for them now. <laughs> I I mean, the, she's insanely talented. And the fact that, I don't know, they didn't crown her. To me, it was just like, okay, so you're looking, you're not looking for it. A tresesenta. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You're right. All righty. Thank you so much for joining us for this season. Um, thank you so much for listening. And um, we will be back in a few weeks for season 14, right? Of Drag Race. Is that what they're on now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to recap that in Spanish. So get your Google Translator ready. 
That would be exhausting. <laughs> Let them know where they can find us. You can follow the podcast at Quienes La Mas on Instagram, where you will see the looks of the week, or in this case, the finale. Um, and we have our email address, quieneslamaspodcast at gmail.com, where you can send us any um, hateful comments. <laughs> um feel feel free and uh please don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast give us five stars uh to get the the word out about the show um yeah we really appreciate all the uh for all the listens and yeah where can they find you yee yee if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at yes it's yee yee um, and don't send us any rude, <laughs> negative. You're not going to read it anyway. You said you don't care. I'm not going to read it. That's what I'm saying. Like we're not going to respond to it. <laughs> so if you send us anything rude, that's just like you guys suck. That's I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> but if it's like something that's going to inspire a discussion, for sure we will read it on the podcast. Uh, so just so you know. All right, thank you so much once again, and we will see you in a few weeks. Bye, Feminosas. Adios. Yuri la menos, Yuri la menos, Yuri la menos.